Hi, I'm John O'Brien, host of Money and Wealth on the Black Effect Podcast Network. I'm an entrepreneur and a businessman. Now, every Thursday, my newest venture is educating you on how to win financially. Even better, I'm going to teach it in a way that, well, you can understand. I'm going to meet you where you are and take you where you need to be. We all might have different starting points and end goals, but as long as we have the desire to acquire financial freedom, it can be done. Listen to Money and Wealth with John Hope Bryant every Thursday on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards. Like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man, who's called Mal Evans, who's on roadie. And uh, I was coming back on the plane, and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Sergeant Pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Alec Baldwin. This past season on my podcast, Here's the Thing. I spoke with more actors, musicians, policymakers, and so many other fascinating people, like jazz bassist Christian McBride. Jazz is based on improvisation, but there's very much a form to it. Most pop songs have a very strict structure, verse, verse, chorus, whereas jazz, you get a melody with a set of chord changes. You play that melody with those chord changes. Now, once you do that, you have a conversation based on that melody and those chord changes. So it's kind of like giving someone a topic and say, okay, talk about this. And comedian and actor Caroline Ray. You're most comfortable when you're on stage. Probably. You really love it. Yeah, I feel like I always think my stand-up is a dinner party. I know what I'm going to make. You're my guests. I don't know what's going to happen. But the thing about stand-up that amazes me is it's only going to happen in that moment in time. Even if we film it, it's never going to be what it feels like live. Listen to the new season of Here's the Thing on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Side Hustlers podcast. I'm your host, Carla Marie. Each week, I talk to someone who is either following a passion outside of their day job, working extra just for something they truly believe in, or people who have taken their side hustle and made it their full-time job. Now, I always tell you that this podcast has essentially become my own side hustle, but right now it's technically my full-time job because, yes, I was let go from my morning show job about 10 days ago, my co-host Anthony and I. So if you're looking on ways how you can find us, we've actually been streaming on Twitch, which has been really cool and it's interactive, so you can watch us in the morning. I put the link below so you can click it, but it's twitch.tv slash Carla Marie and Anthony. It's free. You can find follow there. It's pretty awesome. This week's guest is Laura Kleiss. Three years ago, Laura invented intentionalist.com, having no idea how much we were truly going to need her in 2020. Intentionalist is this really amazing website where you can go to find small businesses that are either 
family owned, black owned, Asian owned, native owned, and all different kinds of categories. So you can spend your money intentionally. And that's obviously something I have preached forever on this podcast. Shop small, shop local when you can. And Laura's website, Intentionalist, lets you do that. But how and why did Laura start this? Well, this is Laura's story. For a lot of people, you know, why are you waiting? You know what you want to do. This is something you want to do. Get up your butt and do it. I'm a hustler, side, side hustler. Do it. I'm a hustler, side, side hustler. Do it. I'm a hustler, side, side hustler. Come on, ask about me. Yo, yo, it's the Side Hustlers Podcast with Carla Marie. This episode has been like in the making for more than a year, so I'm very excited. I've got Laura Kleiss here. Hello, Laura. Hi. So you actually live in my old apartment building, which we didn't meet each other there, and I'm we're going to get into the story on how we met, which is, is wild, but you are the mastermind behind Intentionalist.com. So I'm going to let you explain what Intentionalist is. Absolutely. So I started Intentionalist because... I believe that where we spend our money matters. Oh, yeah. And more specifically, I believe that small businesses and diverse communities are the heart and soul of our city and cities around the world. And yet what I found going back a few years ago was that it was really hard to find information, not about what was for sale at local businesses, but information about the people and stories behind them. Yes. I wanted... Hi, that's why we have this podcast. (laughs) I get it. (laughs) I wanted to find Black-owned restaurants. It was Black History Month, and my wife and I had decided that part of our celebration would include only dining out at Black-owned restaurants. But three years ago, when I went to try to do the research to make that happen, it was hours and not a whole lot of results. And I thought there really needs to be a better, easier way. Well, and you guys have a ton of categories now, but but you just mentioned Me something. It triggered back. We did two episodes where I talked to Black female business owners. I brought them back onto the podcast. And what they were telling me is that a lot of times they don't like putting their face with their brand because they have this fear that because people will find out it's owned by a black female. They're not going to want to shop there. And I think that could have been part of the problem when you were searching. Maybe other people felt that same way. But now it's like, because so many people are rallying together, it's like, no, be proud of this. We want to shop from people intentionally, obviously where the name came from. So I think that could have honestly been part of the problem too, when you were searching. Yeah. I think in addition, we have this somewhat inherent culture that focuses almost exclusively on convenience. Mm -hmm. And I think that while I'm busy, you're busy, we're all busy, when we pause for even half a second and think about what's really important and what really matters, we remember that people matter. And in order to align our values with everyday decisions about where we eat, drink, and shop, people are part of that equation. And I think that it's important to remember the link between the money that we spend and the communities that we're a part of. That's something I've been preaching, I'd say over this last year more than ever. I've had this podcast for longer, but this podcast and small business owners have helped me realize what you everything you've said exactly that, you know, where you you spend your money it matters and you're putting the money directly in a human's pocket when you shop small opposed to a 
a big corporation and you don't know where that money's going. You don't know what it's being used for. And, you know, Amazon's the easy example. It's just, we're all guilty. It's so easy to shop Amazon and no one's telling you not to use Amazon, but if you can buy it locally right down the street, get off your butt and go do it. And I think that's what a lot of us need to start realizing and it'll change our communities for the better. I think that a lot of us have good intentions, Mm -hmm. but what we hope Intentionalist provides is a simple resource that allows us to close the gap between our good intentions Mm -hmm. and really simple action that makes a difference. And you're right, when you are spending locally and you know the person in the family that is benefiting from the decisions that you make, it's no longer a transaction, right? It's a relational investment. Oh yeah. And it's not only good for the business and everyone that they're connected to, but you also feel more connected to your community. Oh yeah, and you just feel good. I don't want to say it feels like you're doing a good deed, but you just feel better when you shop locally. And it's it's true. I, that's coming from someone who's done it, who's who's transitioned to making sure you shop small or check if you can shop small before you go to a big corporation. And you do feel so much better. So what if it takes an extra day to get delivered if you have to order online or if you have to get in your car or go for a walk? So what? It's, <laughs> it's worth it. Especially now we all have the time, you know, it, it's worth it. But I want to talk about the categories you have now. Three years yes. later, you've branched out into so many categories. And then I want to get into how you did this and how you built out the mm-hmm. website. But talk about all of the categories that you guys have at Intentionalist.com. From a categorical perspective, we wanted to include brick and mortar places where you or I as consumers might eat, drink, shop, work out, get our hair cut, get our nails done, mm-hmm. get a massage, get our car fixed. The reason that we focus on brick and mortar is because... Honestly, it felt like no one else was. Yeah. And true. when we look at the way that businesses that have a physical presence shape our communities, influence the culture of the places where we live and work and play, it makes a difference. Mm-hmm. I think we've all experienced how strange it's been walking around our neighborhoods during the pandemic and yeah. seeing dark windows Ugh, and awful. boarded up storefronts. And there's something special that we lose when we don't have those really special cultural touch points that are the reflection of the creativity and ingenuity of real people in our lives. Yeah. So you guys, you started with Black-owned businesses three years ago, right? Is that what you launched with? We actually launched in Atlanta. But you're in Seattle. No, I didn't know that. (laughs) So... Annoyance for mm-hmm, me started mm-hmm. in Seattle. But fast forward a few months, and I knew that I was going to be participating in a social impact conference along with thousands of other people in Atlanta. And I thought this would be a good test case. So that was for your day job, that conference? Um, so I was speaking at the conference for my day job, but I had this idea okay. that there were going to be thousands of people coming to an unfamiliar city who needed to get a cup of coffee, go somewhere for cocktails, maybe pick up some gifts, grab a bite to eat. Mm-hmm. And why not try to direct their spending power in support of local diverse and small businesses. And so I hopped a flight to Atlanta and had done some desk research Hmm. and walked around like door to door (gasps) to diverse small businesses. Which is insane to think in in today's world that someone did that. (laughs) 
But what was really amazing was that we learned two really important things. Thing one that was actually the most important thing was that this was something that small business owners were actually open to and saw value in, right? The opportunity to share a little bit about who they are and why they started their business. Thing two, which was also super important, was that people were excited to know about local, meaningful alternatives for their cup of coffee or for their lunch break. When you first told me about intentionalists, I was like, wait, how has no one, wait, you invented that? That's so cool. Like, I was like, we need, we, how has this not been around? We need this. Oh my God, I love this. I was just all these feelings. And it's such, you have such a feel good job too now, which is really cool that you've been able to launch this, but your day job was also really cool, I think. So we're going to get back into Atlanta, but tell everyone what your day job was. I spent the majority of my career in sustainability and corporate social responsibility. So thinking about the intersection of, in my case, large corporations and society and how it is that we could harness our resources and influence in support of the planet and people and communities. You've done incredible things for people, especially with intentionalists, with with small business owners who need us now more than ever. But go back to Atlanta. You're in Atlanta for this conference and you start telling people, okay, go to these places. What was the reaction? People were really excited because I think that a lot of times when we travel, we're relieved Mm -hmm. to get there in one case. Our luggage arrives (laughs) and then we're busy trying to figure out how to get from here to there. But what was really cool is that we offered a shortcut for these conference attendees to save them needing to do research to access a more local experience while they were in town. And it was really cool for them to know, for example, that they could grab lunch at Busy Bee Cafe, which has been around uh, since, gosh, I want to say the late 1940s. Whoa. It's owned by a Black woman who started working there and worked her way up and now owns and runs the restaurant. It's typical Southern food, the best fried chicken in Atlanta. <laughs> but in addition to that, it it's a place where civil rights leaders met during the height of the movement. And so there's really incredible history along with delicious food and (laughs) a sense of community. Can't ask for anything more. So when you saw how people reacted and and you saw the difference it made, what was your your next step and your reaction? My reaction was, I'm going to have to find a way to do this for real. Mm -hmm. Because up until that point, I mean, what we haven't touched on is, you know, at what moment did I know that intentionalists should be a business, right? And I think that a lot of entrepreneurs know for a long time, like, oh, I want to own my own business. I want to be my own boss. You know, I'm a hustler. I want to be an entrepreneur. And I was super comfortable being an intrapreneur. Mm. So I like instigating new, haven't been done yet ideas, but I was able to do that within the safety of a large corporation. And health insurance. (laughs) Which was cool, right? But I I was never one of those people who was just waiting for that moment Mm -hmm. when I could start my own company. And so... I had 
you know, a long list of excuses why this was just something I was interested in, why this was something that I figured somebody else, you know, would pick up the baton and just make it happen. I wanted the resource to exist. I wanted the ability wherever I was in the world to be able to be intentional about where I spent my money. And I figured it was so obvious that someone would create it and then I could just use it. (laughs) And just use it. Yeah, that's great. But that wasn't the case. So what did you do? The 2016 presidential election happened. Mm. And I just found myself reflecting on my experience, my expertise. How am I using the privileges that I've had? And do I feel like I'm doing everything that I can to Mm -hmm. contribute to the kind of America, the kind of world that I want to be a part of? It's something that's always been really important to me. How am I trying to leave my company, my community, any organization that I'm a part of a little bit better? And as I was listening to the response of people and communities that are important to me after that election. A lot of people were scared. Folks were angry. People were frustrated. People were anxious. And they were talking about how that was spurring different kinds of action. Mm -hmm. Everything from protests to boycott to volunteerism, to philanthropy, but I didn't hear anyone talking about harnessing the money that we already spend. It's so powerful. In support of people and communities that matter. And one of the other things that I think is really powerful about connecting with and supporting small businesses is that they're owned by such a wide diversity of people, people from different backgrounds and cultures and experiences. And when we interact with those people face to face, there's an opportunity to encounter and learn something new. With those connections, I think comes the opportunity to maybe even bridge differences between us. Oh, yeah. And I think that the world that I hope to contribute to is one where there's more connectivity. Yeah, listen, you're preaching to the choir right now. It's not why I set out to do this podcast, but that's what it became. For me, it was connecting listeners to these business owners, and then it became connecting business owners with one another. And it's just an incredible community. And that's the best way to describe it. It's a community. And I know the small business community is just a group of people who still, they also want to help one another, which is really cool in that. And being able to connect people to people is the biggest thing we can do because once you meet someone and and I say this to almost everyone who's on the podcast I'm like once someone knows your story they're connected to you and they're more likely to spend their money with you and their time with you than anyone else and when you finally you're doing that you're bridging that gap you are letting people know where their money is going and who it's going to so intentionless in, in its own way is is doing the same thing that this podcast is doing, but on a whole new level, on a level where it's just at your fingertips and I can just search it no matter, you know, if I'm traveling or not. And and you have given these small business owners such a cool gift and, and consumers too, such a cool gift. And it's crazy what you've done in three years and, and so many more things are going to come. I'm sure you've got things up your sleeve already. (laughs) You know, I know you've got things up your sleeve already, but your categories to me now, I think are are so cool. And I think people 
need to know about that. If they haven't gone to intentionalist.com yet, they should. And if you just scroll down wherever you're listening, you can click right there in the description. We've got a link to the website and your Instagram intentionalist is there as well. So people can check out everything. But your categories now, can you uh, list some of those off for us? Sure. So we have places where you can eat or drink. So bars and coffee shops. We have dessert. I'm a huge dessert fan, so Mm -hmm. it gets its own category. Of course, restaurants and cafes, bakeries, gyms, yoga studios, places where you can get your hair done. We have health services and then a whole range of other services, everything from bike shops to automotive mechanics Mm -hmm. to... You don't ever think about that either. Yeah, as small business owners, but yeah. What we hope is that in time, when each of us is taking just a moment to be intentional, as we look at where we spend our money, nine times out of 10, there is, you know, a local diverse intentional option. And so then it's just a question of how can we make it as easy as possible Mm -hmm. for you to find and support that business. And now your community categories, I want to talk about those, like the different owned businesses, because did it originally start as just showing black owned businesses? It started as being broader than that. So it was inspired by the difficulty I encountered around Black History Mm -hmm. Month. But the initial categories actually included Latino, Asian owned, black owned, LGBTQ owned, veteran owned, It also includes native-owned, family-owned. And the idea here is, on the one hand, personalizing the opportunity for connection. Mm -hmm. And we've seen so much more of this over the past few months. Small businesses have different challenges than large corporations. But then when you drill down and you look at which small businesses, for example, didn't receive as much federal assistance... Mm -hmm which small businesses don't receive easy access to loans and other capital. What we realize is that businesses owned by women, businesses owned by people of color, businesses owned by people from historically marginalized or underrepresented communities, there's a revenue gap. And that's where we as consumers can, you know, in a sense, put our thumb on the equity scale and really make a difference. So if someone goes to intentionalist.com, first of all, it is seamless, your website. It is so easy to use. So there are no excuses from anyone. But you go right there and I'm on there right now. I can say what I'm looking for, whether it's a business or service, everything like you you listed off, grocery, gym, coffee, dessert. And then you can actually shop by the community, whether, like you said, it's veteran-owned, native-owned, LGBTQ, any of that. And then you can do the city and state. Now you have, is it 15 cities and seven states right now? So those are the ones that we highlight explicitly. There are even more that are included and we're adding more every day, largely based on suggestions from the broader community. So how can people suggest that they're, because the cool thing about this podcast is there's people that live in those states that you guys highlight and so many more. So if they're like, wait, 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 I know this local business. How can they suggest to you at Intentionalist, Laura, their business that they love? If you go to intentionalist.com at the top of the page, there's a set of menus and the second one suggests a business. The right, I got it. Suggest a business. 
That's great. And that's where you go. That's so cool. And and your whole tagline is spend like it matters. I love that because it does. And I love that you have pride t-shirts that say spend like it matters. That tote bag behind you. Can people buy yeah. that as well? Uh, they will be. Oh. We just need to add it to the website. So you will. Awesome. So obviously check intentionalist.com because I think everyone needs this tote. I have a oh, kind of a rude question, but it's yeah. a business podcast. How do you make money? That's a great question. <laughs> and you're right. It's a super important question. In a nutshell, we've taken our time. And what I mean by that is normally for a website like ours, mm-hmm. right, the go-to monetization is to make money off the backs of the small businesses yeah. that are a part of the network. And by design, we intentionally wanted to try to start somewhere else. Because the reality is that brick and mortar businesses, they're operating on really thin margins. And while yes, if I help a business attract new customers, make additional revenue, yes, there's a willingness Mm -hmm. to pay. But our hypothesis is that small businesses aren't the only ones who benefit from a thriving small business community. And so if we as consumers experience value, and other stakeholders experience value, then there ought to be a way to monetize. Yeah. Initially, we didn't make any money. And it was all about laying the foundation and building relationships with small business owners, with nonprofit organizations and partners, and with the consumers like you who use our site. Mm -hmm. Last year, we dipped our toe into monetization by creating our pilot electronic gift card. And the premise was something like this. People spend a lot of money saying thank you. And the go-to thank you, right, is a Starbucks gift card, Mm -hmm. Amazon gift card, or something in that spirit. And actually, it was a member, again, of Intentionalist community who said, man, it would be cool to have an Intentionalist gift card or wallet that I can use at multiple intentionalist businesses. Wow. And so what we have in place right now is an electronic gift card that can be used at a select number of businesses, Mm -hmm. as well as in our gift certificate marketplace, which is something that we just created during the pandemic. So we're selling our own gift card and small businesses gift certificates. But here's how we actually make money. We make money by asking the people who purchase the gift cards and the gift certificates to consider giving us a tip. Cool. We're really transparent and we say, look, we want to keep fees and commission at zero, Mm -hmm. at a minimum for the small businesses that are a part of our network. We don't charge the membership fees. We aren't charging them commission, you know, to sell their gift certificates on our platform. Just because we could doesn't mean that we should, because we wanted to test the appetite to monetize a different way. And what we have found is that individual consumers who care are willing to chip in. Companies that are looking to thank and reward their employees are willing to chip in. Nonprofit organizations are willing to chip in. And it's our way of proving that a thriving brick and mortar small business community is something that we all benefit from. Yeah. That's so cool. Should want to invest in. It's so smart. And it's great that you didn't try to make money right away because you were able to make money the right way. And it's, you know, it may have taken a little longer, but you did it. And at what point did you leave your day job? At what point were you like, all right, you know what? 
I can do this. I want to say it was about nine months into having formally incorporated mm-hmm. intentionalist. The way that that I put it a little bit tongue in cheek is that I ran out of excuses not to go all in. Yeah. Because I've been like a nerdy overachiever my whole life, right? I work hard, I get good grades, I, you know, do the things and get the results. But I'll tell you something, meeting small business owners has been the most humbling experience of my life. And when you realize what small business owners put on the line in order to start their businesses, in order to provide for their families, and you you realize the risks that they take and all that they put into making their businesses possible, if you're someone like me, you realize that there's really no excuse not to try, especially if you think you have an idea and the ability to try to make a difference. Yeah, that uh, that hits home a lot for me because I've made excuses for a lot of things where I'm like, no, like I, I have my job, like I don't need to do anything else. And now it's like, well, don't have my job. And now I have no more excuses. But I often get very emotional talking about small business owners and people who don't interact with small business owners kind of look at you like you're crazy because you're like, what? It, why? But I'm so glad you just said all the things you said because I, I scream that from the rooftops. I do. And I'm like, I'm telling you, just meet the people you're shopping from. I, I fully believe in every word you just said because I feel it and I say it too. And I I'm so I feel justified in in what you're saying. And I I hope people who are listening are like, okay, I'm going to start talking to small business owners. I'm going to do it because it really is, like you said, humbling and it's life changing. And it seems so silly to say, but it is talk to the people in your community who are owning these small businesses, who these people are making your community. They are what makes your community. And if you just you know, either walk by their business or shop and just keep your head down and head in your phone without having a conversation with them, you're missing out. And I highly recommend doing it. So Laura, I appreciate you for saying that and not making me sound crazy. (laughs) No, it's so true. And I think it's hard to talk about small businesses and not talk about the impact of the last five months. But before we before we talk about like the hardship and the heartbreak, Mm -hmm. here's what gives me hope keeps me going the response of so many of the small business owners that I know, and I'm going to point, for example, at restaurant owners, Okay. right? And I'm going to point at folks like Melissa Miranda of Musang, uh, Christy Brown of That Brown Girl Cooks, Eduardo Jordan of Solare and June Baby and Lucinda Greenbar. Within weeks of the stay home order at a time when sales had fallen off and they don't know what the future is going to hold and their entire business and savings are at risk. They aren't asking the question, how can I look out for me? They're asking, how can I pivot my restaurant into a community kitchen? How can I serve members of our community who are most vulnerable, who are experiencing the most need? You know, I think of, you know, Linda uh, DeLillo Morton and Tamara Murphy of Terra Palata and the Food is Love Project, cooking meals to be able to then distribute them to either folks who are experiencing homelessness, to families 
who otherwise had received uh, some food assistance through the public school system. And I think that it's important to remember that in moments of crisis, small business owners are our leaders in our community in really powerful and inspiring ways. Well, yeah, and obviously with the pandemic, we saw it firsthand and we saw it recently, but same thing when you see hurricanes and tornadoes in cities all across America and other countries, who is there cooking? It's always a small business owner cooking, donating supplies. I mean, we saw it with, you know, masks and stuff, small businesses that had masks were donating them as well. So in those crazy times, who are the heroes? Obviously, there are, you know, your firefighters, your police officers, your nurses, your doctors, but small business owners are also heroes. They are your local heroes for different ways. And I'm glad you told all those stories because I didn't know any of those. I knew small business owners were doing that, but I didn't know those, those specific ones. So that, you know, in a time when they need help are helping others. I mean, right there is enough reason to go to intentionalist.com and, and order dinner from one of them tonight or, or shop for the next time you need to get a birthday gift from one of them. When the pandemic first hit, I thought about you guys and I was like, wow, this is, this is a great time for intentionalist because of what they've created. And then a lot of the, the protests and riots were happening and everyone was preaching shop black owned. And I was like, damn, like this is intentionless. Oh my God, they've, they've set us up for this. This is great. And then I saw national and local news articles with interviews with you, Laura, highlighting you, highlighting intentionless. I was like, oh my God, this is awesome. So I was fangirling from the sidelines, but when, when you were going through that or what was that like? And when people are reaching out to you and you're really getting this national coverage. The way that we view our work (laughs) is that every follow every click, every retweet, every amplification isn't really about us. We're the vehicle, Mm -hmm. right? We're the bridge, we're the connection. And so I can feel comfortable, I guess, as someone for whom I think, I mean, humility is really important to me. It's definitely something that has been ingrained in me for my whole life, you know, through my family. And so it's always for me a little bit awkward uh, to receive recognition. I'm sure. I get it. But when it comes to intentionalist, there's something a little bit different because everything about intentionalist is about amplifying and elevating and showcasing small business owners and the people who care about them. Be proud of what you've done because it's it's not like you're out here pushing a product like, hey, look at this amazing product I bought. I mean, (laughs) yes, you're selling products, but they are for a good deed. But it's not that you're out there you know, pushing a product, you are pushing other people's livelihoods. You are, you are presenting, you're basically selling other people's livelihoods and what you've done is incredible. And I was so excited to see specifically reading an article from King five that listed a ton of restaurants that you guys had highlighted. And I was like, Oh my God, this is amazing. And it was like, thank God you've worked on this for the last three years because we needed it more than ever now. And because you had that moment where you were like, why doesn't this exist? Like many side hustlers or many business owners, yeah. you help so many people by finally diving into it. And I love that you've been honest about you. You didn't want to make it. You wanted someone else to make it because I feel that way about a lot of things. Like, why can't someone else just do it so I can use it? And I'm glad you were honest about that. Intentionalist has been built by a small but mighty part-time contract team. And so to be able to share with Mm. them the impact that we've been able to have, especially over the last five months, has been really powerful because these are people 
who are contributing their time mm-hmm. and talent in between other things that they have going on. And they're the folks that make the resource possible. And so for them to see the real impact um, and for them to hear directly from the businesses that are a part of our network, drove meaningful sales and awareness. I want everybody who is a part of Intentionalist to know that their contribution makes a difference. This podcast is going to make a difference and I can't wait to loop back with you and let you know about it. I hope so. (laughs) But have you heard back from small business owners who are like, oh my God, people found me from intentionalist.com. Thank you. Yes, it's amazing. It really is. I mean, I have to tell you, even though it has been you know, day and night and everything in between for the last three years in my mind and in my heart, I still feel like I felt when we had like 10 Instagram followers and they were all family members. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I still notice everyone who takes a moment to shout out intentionalist on social media. And there are people who regularly let us know. I checked out the station coffee shop because I heard about them on intentionalist. And then To your point, when small business owners let us know, Mm. whether it's in person, whether they're sending me a text, whether they're sending me a DM through Instagram, they get excited. And when I think about what it takes for a consumer to be so excited about intentionalists that they're going to seek out a restaurant owner and say, oh my gosh, I read a little bit about your story on intentionalist. And that makes me even more excited to be here. That's pretty special. Oh, yeah. And that that's evidence of the kind of connection that we hope to facilitate. Have you seen the video? It went viral, actually, this year of two girls behind a counter in a retail shop. And it's there's the security footage and they're working and someone buys from them and the person walks out and the two girls duck behind the counter get super excited and do some like crazy little handshake. And the meme was like, this is what actually happens when you shop from a small business. And it was, I was like, yes, this is the cutest. And I was like, there's no other way to describe it other than this video. And I, I thought you saying all that stuff made me think of that video and it's real. And I'm glad you've been able to help me preach on this podcast about small business owners. This is so you you're awesome. And I know you have a lot of things uh, coming up. And one thing we do want to tell people to do is sign up for your newsletter, which I'll put the link below for them to sign up for the newsletter. I fully understand the importance of a newsletter. Anthony and I have one and we talk about it with different guests on this podcast because that is your way as a business to directly connect with someone because social media could vanish one day. And we lose all of that. So the newsletter is super important for connecting with intentionalists, obviously, but small business owners. A lot of times you go into the store and they have the little notebook for you to put your your email on. I love yeah. doing that. So that's really cool. And then you have, what is the dessert, the sweet intentionalist that you're doing? What is that? So of course we believe that it's important to spend like it matters, mm-hmm. to put our money where our mouth is. But we recognize that there are times when maybe today I don't have money to spend. Mm -hmm. Even if that's where you are today, you can still contribute to and support small businesses. So what we started doing is a little activation that enables folks to put together their top 10 list. Mm -hmm. So we call them intentional lists. Love it. I love a pun like that. (laughs) Right. And (laughs) right now we're encouraging folks to share their favorite dessert spots. Cool. 
And so you go to intentionalist.com. There's a little banner at the top that encourages you to share your favorite dessert shops. You create your intentionalist. You share it via social media and tag intentionalist underscore. And then you're entered into a weekly giveaway and we're giving out baked from the heart pies. Oh my God, on sounds amazing. Fridays. Where and is baked the- from the heart is a black owned pie business down in the Mount Baker neighborhood. Cool. So if someone enters in another state, how, what happens? I will figure out a way <laughs> to reward them accordingly. Okay, good. Just wanted to make sure we can ship a pie. We can figure out a way. I am going on a road trip. Maybe I can deliver it to them. We'll, <laughs> we'll make it happen. Um, and then you've got, what is the impactful ice cream? That is on the down low for the moment. And so folks should keep an eye out because anyone who has followed Intentionalist knows that I love ice cream. Like I love ice cream. On National Ice Cream Day, I went to five ice cream Oh my God. And I could have gone to more. And so, I mean, there's just something fun, something satisfying about trying to bring together the things you love in a way that's impossible. And so we're cooking up a little ice cream impact. So keep an eye out. On this podcast, I love talking about how people meet. And most recently, it's been a lot of through Instagram. I've found people um, or through people who have been on this podcast. But you and I actually met at a networking event, which seems so ancient at this point. We were at, it was Bumble Women in Business, right? Yeah. And we just started talking and you're telling me about Intentionalist. And you actually told me that there was a new ice cream place opening up and it was Sweet Alchemy. Yes. Right. And have you I, been? Uh, I haven't. I've been into Mighty O Donuts because they're they're connected. I actually haven't had yeah. uh, Sweet Alchemy yet. So now after this, I have a lot of stops to go. You've made me hungry. But I'm laughing because you're talking about how much you love ice cream. And that was the day we met. You told me that. Yeah. But then we also connected um, talking about how we lived in the same apartment building at that point for like three <laughs> years. And I, how did we, we had to have bumped in. We only bumped into each other once really. I think after that, open your eyes and have conversations with people is my thing because we maybe could have had a conversation with the elevator and met each other sooner. And I learned a lot that day when I was like, damn, how, you know, we've probably walked by each other a ton of times and head down, maybe not even a, Hey, you never know. And you know, it took that event, which I'm grateful for, but we could have met each other sooner. So conversations are a big thing for me. And obviously you love talking to small business owners, so you know that, but yeah, I'm grateful for that event. I met a lot of amazing women that day. We are going to do a giveaway together. Yes. You are the mastermind behind this. You've got a lot of things we're going to give away. So tell me all the things and then we can tell people how to enter. Absolutely. So one of my favorite local shops is on Capitol Hill. It's called Retail Therapy. Mm. And it's owned by a woman named Wazma Samazay. And you can actually read about her story through Intentionalist blog. And you can learn about how her family originally immigrated from Afghanistan. And just as impressively, her boutique has been around for 17 years, which which is forever on the hill. Yeah, it really is. I mean, I feel like you hear that a little bit in Ballard, but not so much in the Capitol Hill area. So I thought that since tis the season for takeout and takeaway and being outside, she had this really cool cocktail canteen for sale, and it includes everything you need for making drinks on the go. 
and it's in this handy little canister and it includes a zester and a bitters dropper and a mini funnel and an extendable mixing spoon and a thermos. And then we'll couple that with, can you tell I like cocktails? Yes. The carry-on cocktail kit, which has all the ingredients except for the booze. You'll have to (laughs) BYOB. And then as a bonus, it's hard to see an RBG action figure. Okay, cool. So we know that she needs all of our good wishes and prayers. So this way you can channel them directly to your rbg action figure okay so what we'll tell people then go to our instagram account so i'm at the carla marie and intentionalist is intentionalist underscore and there will be instructions on what to do there it'll most likely be follow both of us and we'll pick a winner from there which is super cool so thank you for doing that laura haven't done i don't think i've done a giveaway in a while so i'm excited this is very exciting Well, and then you'll have an opportunity to learn a little more about retail therapy. Yes, absolutely. And what is the one last thing you want people to know about Intentionalist and why they should go to intentionalist.com? And keep in mind, people who listen from all over, not just Seattle. I want people to remember that you can make a difference through the money that you already spend. You don't have to spend any more. We just want to help you to be intentional to use the everyday decisions about where you eat, drink, and shop as an opportunity to support and invest in the people and small businesses in your community. Bam, drop the mic on that one. I loved it. (laughs) That was awesome. Laura, thank you so much for being here and telling everyone your story. I appreciate it. This was so much fun. And thank you for being such a passionate evangelist for side hustlers and small business owners alike. Aw, you're the best. So like Laura said, we are doing a giveaway. You can check out my Instagram at the Carla Marie for all the information, but also it's intentionalist underscore on Instagram, but that's below. So you can just click right there on how to support intentionalists, shop locally and recommend businesses in your area at intentionalist.com. It's going to be really cool to see how many of you do that. So go, 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 go do that. And thank you so much for reaching out to me. I know you've been emailing side hustlers podcast at gmail.com. You've been messaging me on Instagram at the Carla Marie. It's very overwhelming, but very welcomed. And I've been getting back to people slowly. So thank you. This is a crazy time. I'm glad you're here to support me during this wild ride. I'm glad you're here to support Anthony as well. So twitch.tv slash Carla Marie and Anthony is where you can find us for now. We're going to embark on an epic road trip soon. Maybe we're going to pass through your city and we can socially distance wave to you. So follow along on Twitch, on my Instagram, just so you know what's happening. Thank you again for being here. This podcast has been produced by Houston Tilly. Until next week, keep hustling and be a good human. No one likes to talk about money. Am I saving enough? Can I buy a house? Am I paying too much in taxes? Will I be able to retire? What if you could unlock insights about your finances in less than five minutes with a clear picture of where you stand today and where your money can work harder? Now you can. Visit facet.com to take the free quiz and get your financial wellness score today. That's F-A-C-E-T.com. This ad is sponsored by Facet. Facet Wealth Incorporated is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. Hi, I'm John O'Brien, host of Money and Wealth on the Black Effect Podcast Network. I'm an entrepreneur and a businessman. Now, every Thursday, my newest venture is educating you on how to win financially. Even better, I'm going to teach it in a way that, well, you can understand. I'm going to meet you where you are and take you where you need to be. We all might have different starting points and end goals, 
But as long as we have the desire to acquire financial freedom, it can be done. Listen to Money and Wealth with John Hope Bryant every Thursday on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards. Like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man who was called Mal Evans, who was on roadie, and uh, I was coming back on the plane, and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. I said, what? Sergeant Pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.